Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is your pastor, Lewis Hill, coming to you live with another segment. What's going on with everybody out here today? It seems like it's going to be a good day. You know, let's all try to have fun today. This should be a day of relaxation and chilling and family coming together. You know, the winter has held us down this long. Here we are. Chilling. So, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back with this segment. The Bible is full of God's promises. God promises to love us forever. He promised forgiveness. God promises wisdom and instruction. He promises his guidance and encouragement for life. God promises to bring comfort and healing. He promised to turn our mourning to dancing and weakness into strength. The Apostle Paul Peter whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these he might be partakers of the divine nature. 2 Peter 1-4 God promises are precious because they pertain to the most meaningful and needful things of our lives. They are great because they are beyond anything we could have hoped for or imagined. The scope and power, because without fail, God will keep each one. The Bible says God's ways are unsearchable far beyond our ability to fathom. But his promise reveals his true character. His promise shows us that he is gracious and compassionate and he's full of mercy and truth. His promise shows us that he is majestic and mysterious, filled with holy passion and power. Most all of his promises show us that he is faithful and has been faithful not just to the partakers and the apostles, but to each of us right down to this day. The Bible promises men and women, we will help you discover many of these promises through scriptures, through verses, through prayer and meditation. You will be reminded of God's steadfast love. You will consider the promise of his presence, everything from the mundane to the miraculous. You will find a hope to strengthen your heart, you may even shout for joy or at least hum a tune for thanksgiving. God's promises are not platitude. They are a powerful statement of who he is and what he does. I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks. He made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. First Timothy second to the first second chapter second verse first and second chapter. Life is full of trades also. Lord and I need to make one guidance. My search for a career where I can have both a life and a living. Your balance is not found running in a circle, but around a beckoning path, where enough is more than sufficient, where money comes second to family. Community itself, where success takes on new meaning, and where in the giving up, I gain wealth beyond belief. Keep thy heart with all the for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4, 2, 23. God, we live in a fast-moving time. There are so many distractions. 
but the very tools that help us navigate our day can also unhand us. How many times have I interrupted my wife as she shared a stories and service to an incoming call or text? How many times have I multitasked admirably, take advantage of all the digital world allows, but in the process neglected mindfulness and knowing the flesh and blood, people with whom I share the room. It is impossible to be present and listen when I have one eye on my phone. God, please help me to retain my priorities and give the people I am with my full love and attention, my undivided self. May I always protect my heart and listen with my heart. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him, for the Lord seeth not as men see it. For men look it up on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. When teetering here on the cutting edge of technology, cyberspace, and everything in between, oh God, it is reassuring to know that from the beginning of time, you guide, direct, and hear our voices as we continue to ask for guidance. Our scenery changes, but you are internal. And Lord, and the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Numbers 14 to 20 to 21. Lord, the best way I know to say thank you for your wonderful guidance is to try to be the kind person you have taught me to be. Please continue to lift us up every day as I strive to be my best. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit may guide through each day. May I willingly follow no matter where, when, or where. Help me to obey quickly when you direct me to serve or forgive others. May I always be thankful and rejoice in the blessings you point out to me along the way. Then shall the King say unto them, On his right hand come ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. From the foundations of the world, Matthew 25 to 31st. I wonder who will I be today? Will the man, the individual spirit with individual hopes and dreams, will it be the loving and supportive man? Maybe I'll be called upon to be the good friend, the one who listens and offers sage advice. Will I be the perfect employee who gets the job done right on time? I imagine I will also have to be the mother or the father who cleans up after and prods along and scolds and love and forgives. Then again, it would be probably be a day just like any other when I would be called upon to be all these things and more. Lord, no matter what these days brings, help me get through it with your loving guidance. And see, no one that... We have a God as good as we got. We ought to serve him with gladness. Because God has been so, so good to us. He has been better to us than we have been to ourselves. And God loves us. We ought to love one another. We want to honor the grandparents who tended us so well. With us, we played again in the dusty lands of childhood, 
in grandma and grandpa's house. Bless these bigger than life companions who helped us bridge home and away. Childhood and maturity. Thank you for inheriting the opportunity to express our gratitude. Talk more so it seemingly proudly let no arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. By him, ashes are weighed. The most challenging thing in the world that we face today is knowing that we have been called for a better purpose through Christ Jesus. My whole message today is that God, he brings us about for a reason. God, he chose us for a reason. He is calling you to a higher place of glory. And with all his majestics and all his wonders and all his awes of the world, we need to be thankful that God has brought us thus far. We have became joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you are free. You are free from sin. That, mean, that doesn't mean that sin will not still haunt you or attack you. But flesh will always battle spirit. And guess what the spirit would always do? Battle the flesh. So we had to deny ourselves. We had to pull self off the throne. Once you put self off the throne, then put God on it. Because he is our power. He is our refuge. He is our strength. With God, we are nothing. Without God, we are nothing. Without God, we are nothing. Do you hear that? We are like filthy rags in comparison to his word. I say it again. We are like filthy rags in comparison to his word. God has called imperfect men and imperfect women to preach a perfect gospel. And upon knowing that this is what God wants us to do, the flesh don't want you to have victory. That's why the flesh talk you off of your game by telling you that you should not preach the word. You should not help these people. You should not give your life to God. Whoa, what kind of friends do we have here? It seems like a lot of people talking against the word of God. But see, once we open up our eyes, we begin to see things so clear. We get to see who's hating us. We get to see who's lying on us. We can see who's starting trouble with us. And we can see those who don't wish well for us at all. See, there's some well-wishers and then there's some people who won't wish well for you. So to all my well-listeners, listen to the word of God. Hear him clearly. Because God is not a God that he should lie. 
And I'd rather have a foot in the door in the kingdom of heaven than not have a foot door at all. So I am glad that my foot is in the door. I am working on doing what the Lord told me to do. And right now, he said, go tell of me. And I figured that this podcast would be the best place, the best time to express. And once we express ourselves, emotions become up. Some of the emotions when we were a child. Some of the majestic and all moments that we had just experienced for the very first time. That's the way it is with Christianity. Because I've tried everything. I've tried changing my act. I tried changing my walk. I tried t- changing my tone. And if I had knew all this time that all I had to do was accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And then everything else would have been added to me for righteousness. But that's what happens when the flesh wants to have its way. We got to deny the flesh. We got to take off the old man and put on the new man. We have to put on the spirit of God. So when people start talking to you, you begin to listen. There was one time people used to try to talk to me, preach to me. I didn't want to hear this. They asked me, did I believe in God? If God was money, then I believe in God. It says on our dollar, in God we trust. And then again, a man asked me, whose side are you leaning on? I told him I'm leaning on the dollar side. But if you ask me right now, whose side am I leaning on? Then I would say clearly. And that I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Can't you see that change right there? This person would have been too embarrassed to even get on a podcast that I know that millions of people listen to. And talk about the word of God. Do you see the problem here? Do you see the C in there? Do you see the change? Put it that way. You see, I can tell you a change right there. From a non-believer into a believer. Then God did his work within me. And I'm able to say amen, huh? But see, this is what happens. You feel yourself changing. You feel that miraculous change because the things you used to do, you just don't do no more. See, that is God talking to you. That is God reaching for you. That is him knocking at the door. That's who that is. And you need to let God in. So many people want to keep God outside of the door. And God is wanting to come in. So people wonder why all these things happen to him. And I tell you that everything that God does, he does it for a reason. Somebody not listening today. Hello, wall. Come on, somebody. Can you hear God knocking at your door? 
Then why ain't you answered that door yet? It's time you get out there and it's time you answer that door. It's time you let go of the things that are not right for you. It's time for you to let it go. There's so much in your U-Haul van that you got to let some of this stuff go. So I'm telling you, the love of God begins to form in my heart. And I begin to do that dance like David danced. And David appeared to be drunken the way he danced. But that's all he had for the Lord was his dance. Heavenly Father, when I look back on my life, I see material possessions. I'm proud of, of awards. I've achieved accolades. I've won, but then I realized that nothing I have of value has come from the work of my hands. It's only through your unearned grace that I have a life worth living without you and the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. I am nothing. We are nothing. We are filthy rags in comparison to your word. But please humble my heart. Please humble our hearts so that we may be better Christians. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. And the Lord shall guide thee continue and satisfy thy soul and draw and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a water garden and like a spring water whose water fails not. Lord, how precious water is to us. How parched and desperate we are when it's in short supply. How grateful we are that you promise us access to the living water that will never run dry. Be mindful that refreshing supply today. Lord, fill us for we are thirsty. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed, salvation is of the Lord. Jonas 2 to 9. Isn't it funny how we make promise to God in prayer? When we want something, God do this for me and I promise I will. I know I do and I don't always keep those promises. But God always keep his vows to me. And for that I am eternally grateful. Thanks be to a God that never betrays his word. Thanks be to a God that asks us for sacrifices, but know that we will be repaid with his grace. Thanks be to a God that demands our faith and nothing more, but rewards us with his eternal peace. He also rewards us with his eternal presence. And unceasing love. I know in my heart that when God makes me a promise, He will keep it forever. Every man according as his purpose in his heart, so let him give and not grudgingly or necessarily for God love the cheerful giver. Even man according to his purpose in his heart, so let him give 
not grudgingly or necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. The greatest blessing comes from giving. When I give from the heart, I am doing God's will and spreading the joy that he has given me. I'm never left with less because, because God has this wonderful way of increasing my blessings. The more I share them with others, giving fills me with a sense of gratitude for the mysterious working of his miracles. The more I give, the more he gives me to give. How can I not stand in awe of such a powerful God that recompenses me with double the blessings I give away? God is infinite goodness. His abundance doesn't run out. I am grateful to be a channel for the flow of God's blessings. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and for his mercy, for his mercy endured forever. Gratitude may be the most highly underestimated virtue. We think of love, hope, faith, and the power of prayer and forgiveness. But how often do we stop each day and give thanks for all the blessings in our lives? Are we too focused on what we lack, what we don't have? And what we don't want and don't need by opening a heart and mind to focus on gratitude, we unleash a treasure unceasing good that's just waiting to overflow into our lives. A grateful person knows that by giving thanks, they're giving each more to be thankful for. And I will bring the blind by a way that they know not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things I will do unto them and not forsake them. Lord, how grateful I am that you are willing to go before me to prepare the way. Even when I sense that a new opportunity is from you and has your blessing, I've learned that I still need to stop and ask you to leave before I take the first step. Otherwise, I will stumble along in the dark, tripping over stones on my own creation. Everything goes more smoothly when you are involved. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers, to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own hands. Lord, today my heart is full of gratitude for your church. I thank you for asking us to meet together to honor you. What power there is in voicing our thanks and petitions together. With comfort in the outstretched arms of friends that protect us. Lord, keep us strong now and in the days to come. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy 28 to 2. God, how often do I wake up in the morning with complaints and worries on my mind? I, used to, I usually just start making me a to-do list in my brain. The second my eyes open, then there is no time later to stop and reflect on anything but the long list of the expectations I have for myself and others. 
Help me, God, to stop and breathe just long enough to be in the presence moment and looking at everything I already have without concern for what I want and don't have yet. Help me, God, to start each morning with a list of blessings I'm thankful for and to carry the gratitude with me throughout the day. It says, Honor thy Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thy incense. Dear Lord, I am blessed and I thank you for being blessed. Life is very difficult, but it's also beautiful. And I'm thankful to you, God, that you have brought me such a family, even in difficult times. Our family has enough to eat. My children have friends who are good to them. We are healthy, in fact. Good health gives me the energy to parent my children, to do the work I need to do, to do to support others, and indeed, God, what are we here for, if not to connect with and uplift those around us and to pursue passion that fulfills me? Yesterday, I worked in the Garden of Peppers, are blooming, and my cat dozed in the shade nearby my heart was so full. God, thank you. Please help me to remember gratitude, and may I always remember to honor you in everything that I have. See, we have to be glad, we have to be thankful that the Lord picked us out to be picked on. We got to be thankful that God is the one that we are calling on in these perilous times. We have to be thankful and we have to ask the Holy Spirit within our lives to lead, to guide, and to direct us. People, come on now, I'm telling y'all the way God is. God is so good to us. He has been better to us than we have been to ourselves. Filthy rags, you know it's time to be washed and it is time to be clean. The potter wants to put us back together. Cleanliness is next to godliness and God is coming for us. He's coming to clean these cloths. And remember I told you that God is so good to us. Can I get an amen? Can I get a thank you, Lord? Can I get a hallelujah? I need you to know that God will wake us up. And it is beyond us to fill this day with anger and spite. We need to fill this day with love and understanding. And we need to thank God for all that he has done for us. And I want to tell you people on the podcast to let this message seek into your heart. Maybe you're not able to understand everything that I'm saying. But I want you to know that God is a good God. And we need to stay steadfast. Tap into the next podcast. I'm going to end this with a prayer. So... Let us bow our heads. Father, sometimes I see people whom seem to have found work perfectly suited to them. You know, I wonder if I'm fulfilling my purpose. I thank you, Lord, for reminding me that you are at work in me.
bringing about your purpose. Which is not for me to worry. Which is not for me to be afraid. It is not for me to be embarrassed. But Lord, it's all for the greater your good. You are at work in me. Bringing about your purpose. Which, are, which is not always clear to me. But you taking even small gifts as you did. With the loaves and fishes. And you made them multiply. And Lord God, we thank you right now. And Father God, we ask asking that you. One more time, take the loaves and fish. And Father God, we are asking that you make it multiply. Today I'm tired, Lord. That seems to be too many things on my to-do list and too few hours in the day. Still that I know what a blessing it is to have work to do and to live a purpose-filled life. Thank you for your task, Lord. Large and small, that gives meaning to our days. Lord, may we always do each one as if we were doing it only for you. Amen. Thank you. And I'd like y'all to tap into this podcast. And I'd like y'all to give me some views on what do you think, you know. Um, we only doing God's work. If God fed the loaves of fishes, then who are we to not be fed? So open up your heart and rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice. And I thank you people for tapping in. I'm so glad. God just even woke us up this morning. Do y'all believe some people didn't even wake up this morning? But he woke us up this morning. Tap in.